Welcome to the Career Pro Inc. podcast. We're here with the author of Boomernomics and Careering, Dana Gower. Dana, welcome. Well, thank you, John. And it's good to be here because we're going to talk about uh, people who are in transition and how you communicate your value proposition today in today's market. This could be mid-career people. You could be making in the 50s to 100s, 100 to 300. We have clients that have gone that are 300 to a million plus in salary that we've worked with over the years but everybody is at at base a human being and you have to communicate your value proposition what are your thoughts on that today this is going to be quick i hope it gives you some ideas because if you're not doing that and you're freshly in transition or maybe you're confidentially searching. Maybe you're an entrepreneur, a business owner who wants to go back in the workforce. There's a lot of different things that you could be communicating that are valuable, that you're proud of, what you've done. But are you communicating a sort of an obituary or your current value? Dana, make some comments and then we'll get into this. Well, I think the first thing and maybe the most important thing is to identify pain or opportunity points. In other words, When you are seeking out a company or a position, finding out what is going on there and how you might be able to help and then position yourself as a solutions person for their pain or their opportunity. So you should, no matter what level you are, let's let's start at the top. Let's start at even C-suite, CFOs, chief revenue officers, uh, CEOs even of uh, small companies, not maybe a mega multi-billion dollar uh, CEO necessarily. But how you communicate that value proposition, you're saying identify problems, issues, how would you look, how would you find that out? Is that, why is that a good thing? Maybe they're having a few problems. All the big companies you hear it in the news, Meta, for example, recently having problems, even in the pharmaceutical industry, which we deal with here in the Raleigh-Durham area in North Carolina. But what are you trying to find out and what are you looking at? Well, I think the biggest mistake is, you know, we we have accomplishments and we're proud of those. We may start, start talking about our accomplishments to a prospective employer in a way that, you know, maybe they're great, but they're not relevant. So Mm -hmm. if you can get them to open up or through your network and advance some clues as to what their pain points might be or opportunity too. some company, you know, not every company is experiencing a pain. They may want, they may have big objectives they want you, you know, tie into and then sell yourself what you've done in light of those specifics. I want to say something in relation to that and add on to that, Dana, is make sure you know who you're selling to because you may talk to uh, someone who, who you deem as a C-suite professional as, well, that, that, I don't need to talk to that person. They're too low. But be careful. You might be talking to your compas- competition too. So who you network with. So find out who in your network could make an introduction or give you some insight and say, look, I've seen some really good things on the 10K. I've seen some great things that the company's doing in some of the PR releases. But what are some pain points that they're having now? 
What are you seeing in the industry as a whole? Maybe you could talk to someone on the inside of that company or, or who was with that company in a higher level who you can build a relationship with. How important is that intel and that network? Maybe doing a little bit of your intel gathering, and I want to add more because I want to ask you again, how important is it to have someone who knows those people on the inside give you some advice about who to connect with who would be safe zone, who would give you some insight, might be open to you, even if they don't have a position. How important is that in creating your value proposition? Well, I think it's... Other people. Yeah, I think other people are absolutely invaluable. On the inside, maybe ex-employees ex of that firm, ex-executives of that firm also can be a source of information. I think you have to temper it, though, and I think most people know this, that you know, you're talking about others' perceptions. So uh, I think one, one avenue to avoid in that process or a caution step is don't presume just because somebody told you X, Y, Z is happening there that it's still happening there or was exactly that way. So let your, let your conversation flow so that you're saying, hey, is this the case, you know, rather than presume that it's the case. But you're advocating probing questions connecting with people. This could be as simple, and some executives don't like to do this. Look, I don't, you know, I'm above that. I've been recruited my whole life. I've been thought highly of in my network. Why should I have to sort of, sometimes it, they don't say the word, but grovel a little bit. Why do I have to get my hands dirty by connecting with people who might not be the connector, but might lead me to one? Why, why would you say that someone who feels like, hey, this is a little bit hitting my pride, I've never had to do this. Why is it? We can equip you to do that. We can't always do it exactly for you as advocates, as facilitators. But how do, what do you say to that? Well, I think if that you're, that's, you're feeling a little reticent. You feel, yeah, yeah, feeling, yeah. And, and, and that's understandable. You know, you've, you've had huge accomplishments. You know that in the right circumstance that you can take the company to the next level or the function to the next level. But think about it this way. The more you know, the more insight you have, you know, you're, you may not want to take that opportunity if it's offered. So more intelligence is better than less intelligence, no matter what you find out. And those people that you're connecting with, if you build a connection with them, if you, can, if you make that a live connection on LinkedIn, and you let them know, hey, here's some of the things that I can do, not a whole laundry list, not a giant paragraphs, not links, 100 links to all the wonderful things. But if you give them a succinct, let's say, three value proposition points that could say, look, I could help a company in these three ways, you build a relationship. You can go back then in a second conversation and say, hey, if you were me, who, who, who do you feel I should talk to? And one of the keys is don't refuse an introduction by that person. If you built that relationship and they're willing to introduce you, I've seen people do that. They don't know. I, I, I'm going to go in a different direction or I'm going to move this way. Or, I, I, I want to pivot over here. Those people aren't quite at my level. Do not get that mindset. That's dangerous, isn't it? I think it is. I think it is dangerous to, to do that. And, and <clears throat> that can happen in some cases. I think more emotionally intelligent executives uh, today understand that uh, leads, opportunities, can come from, as you say, any level. You just don't know. Or worse yet, if you make a bad impression with someone that you perceive as lower than, uh, that person may have the ear of the CEO. You know what's interesting? That Just to dive off of that point, we do some reference checking for, for both on the, the some of the recruiting 
gigs that you're working on that are separate than our some of our, our, our career services work that we do. But we talk to references. We talk to our client references. You talk to them or, or encourage people in the, the recruiting area to, to build references. You know what's interesting? I was talking to one of my executives who, who was in a very pretty big company, a uh, pretty darn big company in the pharmaceutical area. And his former CEO, uh, where he was let, laid off, you know, just because of the changes in business a couple of years ago, said to me in part of the conversation, talking about our client and talking about, you know, some of his virtues, some of the things he wants him to work on, he thought as he grows, because he's, he's a very coachable person, and said that uh, I have spies. I was like, what do you mean? He said, a lot of, you know, a lot of my CEO friends and others, they have people in the organization that they trust, their advice and counsel, and they can also tell them as a CEO, hey, here's what you need to change. Here's what you, you went in there like a wrecking ball. The, the, the whole division is a little paralyzed right now. He said, they aren't just spies to find out what's wrong so that you can get intel on people and, and, and hurt them in a way. He said, I want spies to let me know Hey, what's going on with my organization? And, and he said that that's one of the things that he would suggest our client add into his repertoire is say, hey, you don't have to do everything because this guy is just an unbelievable workhorse and wonderful person. But he said, you go in and find some spies. So I think the thing that you're saying, too, is really important because you you also have spies that are looking at people who you're connecting with and building a relationship with that they're going to try and keep distant from you. If you're not, if the tenor of your conversation, your value proposition is all about me, 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 me. From the beginning, we're saying, make it about them, their needs, their problems, less about you. And that way you can open the door. What do you say to that? Having spies, both positive, you know, giving you positive fixes for the things you've messed up on, but also saying, hey, this could be a problem. I'm seeing some people here. And not just tattletales, but do you know what I'm saying by that? Yeah, I do. And I think Interesting comment. Having those uh, allegiances, you know, you can call them spies. Having those allegiances can be really, really powerful and can help you build out your network, not just in terms of the, maybe the company that you're targeting for an opportunity, but who knows what, you know, what other companies they may know, too. It's just a really good thing to have those kind of open dialogues. and. Um, and to build that intelligence. That and, every, and, and everybody who is networking should think about, no matter who you're talking to, it may be someone running an association group, it may be someone running uh, an organization, it may be a recruiter, a senior executive recruiter. Think about what's in it for them, with them, right? You talk about that a lot. So what is in it for them if they introduce you, if they carry a strong, sharply worded, very brief message to other people, are they going to look good by introducing you? How important is that in, in, in getting a little bit of a viral feel to, and the goodwill of spreading your name around that could open doors at that early you know, 50s and up level to the higher level positions where you might get some positive word of mouth campaign going where you open the door to unpublished leads? So let's, let's wrap up with that. Well, I think that's really super cool to you know, to, to uh, think about in that <clears throat> you and I have talked, you, you've mentioned for years about other people's words. Other people's words mean a lot more than what I might be able to say in my favor. 
And so using both, it doesn't mean you're shy or anything like that going into this, but, you know, being, you know, having that, uh, that artillery, that additional support saying, hey, John is really a terrific guy. You need to talk to John. You need to meet John, you, need, you know, et cetera, means a lot. So let's work on that. Build your reputation. Have it be one that you clearly give your message in a few basic points, the kinds of things you're looking for. Do some research on the problems of the company. What, what are their issues? Ask more questions than you're, than you're speaking, really. Ask more and listen more than you're, you're giving and talking. And then that way, you can begin to build relationships with people who will carry that value proposition to others. And you don't have to just give them the big resume, which of course we think is important, but also you're talking about, hey, here's the ways that I can help you now with my accomplishments, but here's what I might be able to help you to do. Is there anyone in the organization or related to the organization that I should talk to to get to know more about what I can do to help you? How can I help you? That's key. All right, that's it. Dana, thanks for being here. We'll look forward to our next conversation.